Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. Micah Ecumenical Ministries in this morning and coldest night of the year is uh, coming up on the 24th. Megan Cotter and uh, Joe Claire are back with us. Good morning. Good to have you guys here this morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is 12 days, I am told. 12 days out. And before the before before the day, and we're going to talk about the coldest night of the year. I am really looking forward to this because last year's event was so, was so moving and powerful. And Jill, you were just telling me that there are more walkers already signed up. So that that's a good sign. Not more yet, but more at this at point. At this point. Yeah, 12 days out. We have more right now than we did 12 days out this time last year. So assuming the the walkers keep jumping in and signing up and numbers keep climbing, then we'll be even bigger than last year. And I'm I'm pretty sure we uh, will be even bigger than last year. We'll have probably somewhere around 500 plus people at Riverfront Park, um, and it will it will be an experience. It was last year, and that was I think just when just in numbers. And a lot of times we'll talk about numbers aren't that important, but but for, for for a visual for this, it was important, I would think, Megan, because it really did show, at least I looked at that and thought, this is great for Micah, because it's showing that, that Micah's more than just the churches downtown. It's yeah. it's a movement. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, that's, you know, really like a, a huge compliment to call it a movement, because, you know, I like to think that, you know, what we're doing mm-hmm. is we're bringing people alongside um us not just for the purpose of raising money or volunteering or showing up and raising awareness but because we really are you know being community one of the things that is a theme for us this year is um is the idea that that god wants us to weave a tapestry of love um that's how god intended us to be with one another and in relationship to god and, um, and when I look at and think about the number of um, people that come around this particular event, you know, this is really an opportunity for us to demonstrate, you know, that our tapestry of love is, yes, the churches, but it is also all the people that, that you know, uh, that, that come around us um, in all kinds of different ways uh, during the year. And Coldest Night is certainly the biggest showing of, of that tapestry. Just and just to have there, just to have so many races and individuals and in, in all different places in life was what was very moving too. Right, right, and and the, the the reality too is that you know if you look at um, every person out there, I am convinced. Um, has a a story if they themselves were not homeless or um, faced mental health or faced addiction or some other struggle they have a family member or know someone who who struggled in some way Um, and it it just homelessness is something that just truly touches all of us Um, and in that there's just this common acknowledgement of um, of 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 a of that in that we may as individuals not be able to really address even one person's 
um, particular needs, but uh, as a as a whole community, we can come around uh, people and 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 an unhoused community that frankly is in that position for lack of relationships. And so, so much of this is about really bringing people back into the conversation, helping people to see that there is hope in a really hopeless uh, kind of a, yeah. a, an issue and um, and really coming around something to create some real solutions. Well, in MICA itself, over the years, I never remember there being a, a real big fundraiser. And that's what this has served to be because so often sometimes organizations will do fundraisers and sometimes they don't match the organization. And I think that's probably what you looked at. If we yeah. can't really do this or we don't want, you know, we don't feel comfortable doing this. This was the this was made for MICA because you yeah. can get your message out, people can give, and it it was it was it's just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes I think, man, why don't we come up with that, that or so? So <laughs> <laughs> But Blue Sea is great and without them the the infrastructure to it we would never be able to match. But um, the you're right, and and we have not generally been um, the the nonprofit that has a bunch of fundraisers that raise three thousand dollars or whatever. It, you know, we've had fundraisers over the years um, in in any variety of sense, but we are a um, a small but mighty staff in the mm -hmm. scheme of what we do. Much of much of the uh, bandwidth we have is devoted to caring for our people. And so uh, it is not um, uh, it has not been a, a huge priority to have like big fundraisers like you might see on other things. And it is a challenge. It is a, just a black tie dinner or a golf tournament or some of the traditional things that yeah. just don't fit for what we do. And right. so, you know, we had been, you know, the size organization we are now, we were at that point where we we're like, we really need to have something that is more of a signature event. And um, and and this really kind of fell in our lap, I think, at the right moment. So the last time you were in, Jill, I gave the the first time I gave the web address for coldest night of the year. Mm -hmm. It didn't seem natural. And then I realized all I sure that's what you did on the on videos we did. And by the way, you and I and Clay did a video about a month ago while it was snowing. I, we, I don't know that we ever can have as good a video as that was. I mean, that was authentic. Yeah. Coldest, that day. Coldest um, day of the year. Yeah, right? <laughs> that was, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. Or so, that day we had all that snow. Um, and, yeah, uh, you said you were waiting for a text from us to, to cancel the meeting because of the snow, and you're not going to get that from me. No. <laughs> I kept thinking it's too cold and it's snowing. We do not cancel anything for snow. In fact, we work harder when it snows. So we met, and it was snowing and windy, and when I went back and saw the video, I thought, this is just terrific. I mean, it really did, and so I'm going to post them again this week. Just because they were they they're they're so authentic and, and, and give all the information. So if someone wants, we're going to come back from the break and talk about how to um, get involved and what the what the uh, what the night I involves. But the for to find out more about coldest night of the year, to get signed up or just to read more, cnoy dot com slash Fredericksburg. That's cnoy coldest night of the year dot com slash fredericksburg joe claire is here megan cotter is here coldest night of the year our focus it is on the 24th more on newstock 1230 wfva 
Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Micah and uh, coldest night of the year, our focus this morning. It is the uh, the 24th. Uh, Joe Claire and, and, and Megan Cotter here. So let's run through what's going to happen, Jill, on the 24th, and then we'll go back and talk about how you sign up and all that kind of stuff. So on Saturday the 24th, what happens? So we have everybody who signed up to walk come and meet us at Riverfront Park. Check-in begins at 4 o'clock. And the event begins at 5. So we have that hour during check-in to hang out, meet up with your teams, um, get to meet new people. We'll have music. We'll have uh, the face painting area and the Mm -hmm. sign making area from last year. We'll have that again. So during that first hour of check-in, there's stuff to do around Riverfront. And then at 5, we start the event. We will have... um, Fewer opening remarks this year than last. That's one one note that that we took, so that we'll be launching the walkers from the park by around 5:15. Um, and then, for those who are signed up for the 5K, you go through your course that is very very similar to last year. We're walking past all nine of the founding Mica churches. And um, each of those churches will have a little visual element like last year, a little tent set up um, so that, you know, just to highlight our churches participating in our work. Um, So the 5Kers do the 5K route. There's a rest stop like last year at one of our churches, same church as last year at Christ Lutheran and College Heights. Uh, So if you need a break, if you need a snack, if you need a bathroom break, um, like last year, it's at Christ Lutheran. And then after the 5K is done, which remember, I should say this clearly, is a walk, not a run, not right. a timed race. <laughs> yes. Safety is important. Uh, so it's really just a walk. Um, and then the ending location is back at Riverfront. So we'll be there to meet you with a warm snack. We've got hot chocolate and soup and cookies all donated from a bunch of different local businesses. And... Um, and then you're good to go home and and get warm <laughs> for the night because um, it is a nighttime walk in the winter. Uh, the point of it is that it's experiential. You know, as you're as you're going through your 5K, um, as you're talking to folks, you're you're thinking about what it would be like if you had no home to go to. You know, if you were sleeping outside that night in those kind of temperatures and that kind of feel. Um, because that's what our neighbors experience, you know, our neighbors experiencing homelessness experience every day. And so that that piece of the event really speaks to to the work that Micah does and the way that we work with our neighbors. Um, and we had I had a cool conversation the other day, actually, with somebody who participated last year who was talking about um, her experience on, during the walk itself. Yeah. Right. Uh, and she was saying that she's a business owner downtown. Um, and she was saying that somebody signed up for her team that she didn't know well, who was a customer, but she didn't know well. And on the 5K walk, they were walking as a team, and she had a chance to talk to them. And um, they they built a friendship that started at that event. And since then, the couple uh, has gotten engaged. And 
Anita got a wedding invite to their wedding just based on the, the friendship they had built at Coldest Night during the walk itself. And that's really cool. And there's a hundred stories yeah. like that. You know, it just it speaks to what we talk about at Mike all the time, you know, building relationships, um, knitting people into the fabric of community. And that can happen at this event, too. So sign up, com slash Fredericksburg. <laughs> that, it's interesting that you... Jill, that you said that because I was going to ask you if you had gotten any any kind of feedback from that and, and whether and th- that's a great story and that was not any kind of a story that I even expected. I I was thinking that you would probably hear stories of people who learned about who either thought about that like the concept of walking and what if this were me and I had nowhere to go at at night or people that just learned about homelessness or mica or, or or something so you're right there are just hundreds of, of, of different kind of stories that at all levels that people walk away from this from yeah and the so each year for coldest night there's a theme that the coldest night organization folks choose and this year's theme is look closer um incentivizing us motivating us to to look at the people around us and learn their stories um, and that theme especially really speaks to what Micah does. You know, each year we do what we call our, our Love Your Neighbor campaign, where we highlight some of our neighbors and just let them tell their stories in their own words. Uh, and we, you know, sometimes film those and send them out to our to our email audience, sometimes put them on Facebook, just depending on the neighbor. They're powerful. Um, yeah, they they really give a glimpse into how easy it is for somebody to fall into homelessness. Yeah. And then once they're there, how 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 difficult it becomes to get out, you know, it just becomes self-feeding and that, um, you know, it helps um, give a sense to the to the community that. These are human beings, too, with with struggles, with challenges, with hopes and dreams and 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 an ability to to be a part of the community as they get out of homelessness an ability to reach a handout and help somebody else who has the same kind of experiences. And so um, that look closer theme ties so much into what we do and how we already, you know, talk about our neighbors and with our neighbors and. At coldest night of the year is an opportunity to look closer at the people who are walking with you um, and to get to know them and to to build connections with people who are who are there to support Micah to support the event, maybe who have experienced homelessness themselves in the past, maybe who are current or or former Micah neighbors. And so when you're there on on Saturday, the 24th, Look closer. Look at who's around you, uh, and think about how we're all, with our own gifts, talents, challenges, part of the same tapestry of community. Um, that's this year for us. What coldest night is about? I remember when it was going on last year, and just standing over. Um, it's it's seeing everyone just streaming down William Street. And just with the topography and everything, you could, as far as you could see, you could see people walking. And to me, it was very powerful because it just it showed that Micah was, was was way more than Jill or Megan or the the, the people that I deal with with mm-hmm. with Micah. That there there are there are people in this community who are willing to come on on a Saturday night 
and give their time to say I'm part of the group. I I just was I was it was to me it was really moving, and I'm sure for you guys too that they deal with it every day. Yeah. Well, and it's it's a way to like there's. I mean, I saw Chris Rooney out there in his motorized Mm -hmm. um, wheelchair, and I saw parents with strollers, and it just, it really, like, strikes the ability for everybody to participate in some way. And if you can't even walk, you can donate. You can, Mm -hmm. so there's, there just, it, it, it really speaks to this idea of finding a way to bring everybody together. Well, and, and, you know, based on what, what you said, Jill, you know, based on this time, you've got more walkers this year at this time than, than, than you did last year, that people saw that or heard people talking about it and decided, well, I want to see what that's all about and I want to be part of it. Yeah, it's cool that we have almost all of the same teams returning, building, hmm. you know, team captains who are building teams, pretty much everybody's returning. And we've got new teams, people who weren't walkers last year who have heard about it and who have signed up and who are bringing new folks in. It's one of the cool things about this event is it's not about <laughs> seeing my face on a video or seeing Megan's face on a on a Facebook email blaster or whatever. It's about hearing about this event from your buddy who then is going to direct you to the website and you're going to sign up. Uh, And then when you're signed up, you get to show up and be surrounded by community, 500 something or more people and learn about what Micah does and learn about how you can help, how you can jump in. Uh, One of the things that is that is super cool about this event is that it's not targeted at just church congregations. It speaks to everybody Mm. who can jump in and get involved. Uh, Because a community does better when it takes care of its most vulnerable, right? You know, we all do better when we take care of everybody around us. It, It is not about only the churches doing that. Anybody can jump in and get involved with our work. And so the more people who hear about it, the happier we are, definitely. Um, I am very glad we are at Riverfront Park this year instead of at her camp. I think that'll be good, too. Just I was walking around there the other day. It's it like bigger, right? It's bigger, yeah. yeah. It does seem like that because it was so crowded. Yeah, so we'll be able to spread out. So if you're... And there's a lot more parking. Yeah. (laughs) If you're hesitating to sign up because you saw how crowded it was at the tent at her camp last year, don't worry. We're not going to have a tent this year, and we're at a much bigger park. So there'll be plenty of space. (laughs) And the speeches will be shorter at the beginning. And the speeches will be shorter. So you'll get you'll you'll get out, or you know you can get out you can get out walking. so many groups it was it was fun to see and and i know that micah works in the in the nonprofits in this area all work together for the most part really good i mean i'm i groups come in here all the time and they 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 talk about you know micah comes up all the time but to see so many other groups Mm -hmm. involved or even people Mm -hmm. that you see in other other you know other other businesses or worlds in this 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 area all united you know for this one thing yeah well exciting hearing you say that ted makes me um think about you know i feel like we've woven our our ministry that Mm -hmm. way too i mean yeah a lot of folks don't realize is how many different organizations we have uh that that come and um, provide care for people 
in the places that our folks on the street are coming on a daily basis. I mean, we have the VA, we have DMV, we have RACSB, we have, um, uh, uh, you know, DSS and, and, and so many other different um, organizations that we've partnered with that, that you know, this isn't just about a walk. <laughs> it's about yeah. all of us coming together to um, around a complex community issue and saying, you know, we can do better for the least important among us. Yeah. And I do want to shout out um, our sponsors for the event. We have um, <clears throat> like business sponsors who, who donate to support the event itself. Mm -hmm. And we've got a couple new ones this year. Our our biggest sponsor this year is Eminem Auto, who is new to the event, and we're excited oh, to welcome them. Yeah, yeah those yeah. are great guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's Eminem Auto, and then we have returning sponsors um, Pathway Realty and Atlantic Union Bank, and we have another new sponsor we're adding in Fredericksburg Technology. So we are excited and and grateful to those businesses who sponsor the event because they help us make it possible. And it's not too late to sponsor. I was just going to say, <laughs> I am sure if you want to become a sponsor, if you're a business who's, who's, who's been hearing about this and want to get involved, what a great what a great movement and organization and an event to have your name associated with. Call me today. <laughs> how, do I, how do I get in touch with you, Jill Claire? Uh, I'll give you the MICA number, 540-479-4116. And I'm not always at my desk. I'm almost never at my desk, <laughs> but I will call you back quickly. <laughs> Which Megan says, I don't want you at your desk. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, want you, I want you out in the community. <laughs> yeah. But again, 540-479-4116 if you want to get involved as far as being a sponsor. And that's, that helps. And sponsorships are as small as $1,500, $1,500. and as much as... Um, Five, ten thousand. As much as ten, as much as you want to give us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want a few more ten thousand dollars sponsors today. So, call and talk to Jill about that because this, this is this is this was such a a happening last year, and there were there were so many people, but it was so organized. It wasn't like one of these events that just like shuts everything down. Nothing. You still could get around town just fine. That I think you are speaking my love language. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we it is it is a lot logistically to coordinate, but we have an army of volunteers mm -hmm. who help us do all those things. We have route marshals at designated spots on the route to help yep. people go the right way, and we have just so many people helping to get the soup there and serve the soup. We have congregation members at each church who are ready to guard their tents and wave and cheer the walkers on as they go by. It is a whole army of volunteers who come together to make this thing work in addition to the 500 plus walkers who jump in. So it's, um, it's an experience to coordinate, but it's worth it. It's fun. And um, it, it lets the community come together in such a tangible way. Yes. And it's great. It is. Yeah. You can, yeah. They're, that, that said perfectly. Coldest night of the year on the 24th. Registration at 4. You uh, walk at about 5.15. Short program starting at 5. And the uh, the, the web address? CNOY.com slash Fredericksburg. Jill Claire and Megan Cotter here this morning from Micah Moore on News Talk 1230 WFVA. It is 832.
From the Fredericksburg.today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFBA, Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Megan Cotter and uh, Jill Claire here this morning from uh, Micah and Coldest Night of the Year. It is the 24th. And if you want to sign up for Coldest Night of the Year, I can't read. I, the only person that can do that is Jill. C-N-O-Y dot com slash Fredericksburg. You can sign up today. You can sign up anytime between now and the event, Saturday the 24th. Uh, but please do sign up online. You can just show up at Riverfront, but um, then you would have to sign a paper waiver, and it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's so much simpler to just sign up online. So even if it's event day and you decide you want to jump in, Go to that website on event day. Sign up. That way we have the waiver that we need for you to walk. That's good to know. Yes. And that's that's one less thing you have to do on site and you just it, it just and you you know what's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Now there is a there's is an incredibly stylish beanie you get if you write raise it's $150. $150 for the beanie. So when you sign up on cnoy.com slash Fredericksburg, you get a link to a handy dandy, really easy to use fundraising portal that's yours. And then you can share that link. You can garner donations from friends and family. It's very simply, it's very simple to use. It's very well built. Um, so that, you know, you can talk to your brother and he can give you 10 bucks to support your walk and talk to your dad and he'll give you 30 bucks to support your walk. And then for every walker who raises $150 that way, they get a CNOY beanie. Yeah. It changes every year. This year's is very uh, bright and colorful. This year there's in, there's two options, actually. You can do a beanie with a poof on the top. Or without a poof on the top. Oh, I didn't know there was a choice. I thought they all were the same. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the, there's this little, like, snowball poofy mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so on event night, that's going to be a, um, fun to <laughs> to be saying poof or no poof over and over <laughs> again. Uh, but anybody who raises 150 bucks on event night gets their beanie when they check in. Uh, if you are uh, a minor under 17, then that, that minimum is 75 bucks to earn your beanie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And there was this cool thing that Coldest Night was doing for the first 100 walkers in the whole country to raise 500 bucks. They got a branded hoodie mailed to them. And we had like something like 30 people in Fredericksburg earn that hoodie. Really? Yeah. And there's only 100 in the whole country. Mm -hmm. So like we are, Fredericksburg is strong for Coldest Night of the Year. I should say. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get one. Uh, your dad got one. I know. My mom uh, got one too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they were they were really on this. Yeah, yeah. So the first hundred people in the whole country who raised five hundred bucks get that hoodie, and that's it. Then they're done. Then they're gone. So I, I mean, I don't have one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So um, I should say too that last year Fredericksburg was the number one coldest night organization in the United States. We raised more money than anybody else in the U.S. And we are still this year number one on the leaderboards. 
uh, and I want to keep that title. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, I do. Winchester is trying to give us a run for our money this year. Oh, we can beat them. Oh, we better beat them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, What's in Winchester? <laughs> right. Uh, it's it's a organization called Watts that does okay. similar work to Micah. Okay. But we're going to beat them. Okay. <laughs> I like the, the, the competitive Jill. Soft-spoken. Yeah. We're going to do this, and all of a sudden, you put a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I like to win. <laughs> <laughs> the fact, though, that you all did that last year and are, are doing, you know, so so well this year. Megan, that's got to make you feel, re- I mean, that does show that all these years and all these talks and all yeah. these, all these d- different campaigns yeah. and people... It has resonated, and that's I think why this was so excited last year. It sort of all came together. Yeah, and I and as you guys were talking, I was thinking like I I think we've been laying the foundation for this for mm-hmm. a long time. We've been, you know, bringing people around, um, you know, this issue of homelessness for for almost twenty years now, and so, you know, um, and and I think other communities have as well, but I I certainly and I'm biased. I think Micah's special in how it, um, you know, has brought people um, and organizations together uh, around um, something that in a lot of communities um, doesn't seal doesn't seem like anything that anybody can do anything about. And I think I mean I still remember you know when I started this job you know people's the resounding feeling was, you know, you know those are the people you can't help. Yeah. Um, and that lives with me as because I think we have shown time and time again um, individual people that can be helped, that can have a flourishing life, that can have hope and possibility and can be woven back into uh, the fabric of our community. No, we, you and I have done some memorable shows. Memorable <laughs> shows where we have where we have talked about these kinds of things. Yeah. And and I even remember an early show, and this was when this show really wasn't even an hour, but we could extend it if we had to. Mm-hmm. And you brought somebody in because I remember he sat right where Jill is yeah. this morning, and you brought someone in, and that was really the first time. I don't know that that might have been the first time that I'd ever done an interview with someone who was yeah. who'd been homeless. And I mean, just remember, it was just a, it was a captivating story. And I remember you mm-hmm. just saying. We can help these people. We're not L.A. We're not Chicago. And the numbers are what they are. And we can, you know, don't tell me we can't we can't fix this. I mean, and and that's the thing. Like, you know, when you when you like are on the outside of it, like I think he's like, oh, we have a huge homeless population. You know, we are a region of what? Three hundred thousand people. Yeah. On a given night, we don't have this year's point in time count numbers, but it's like no more than 250 people that are outside or in a shelter on one night. Whereas there are cities like L.A. and, and New York, whatnot, that like they've got thousands. L.A. can count 60,000 people mm. in a given night. Wow. And so, you know, they need a FEMA response. That's a city. We have a small enough group of people that there's no reason that we 
can't come around and be a community that no one has to sleep outside. And and that is, I think, a battle cry um, for us. And we proved during the pandemic, you know, not every community proved that, but we proved during the pandemic that we can shelter people safely. We, we've We've um, we've proved in that people who have really complex issues can move into housing and be successful. And by the way, they do better. I mean, you there's so many different ways that um, that um, that coming around this and, and really claiming who we are as a community allows us to to really respond differently. And I think you know we could be uh, a model, an example for for other communities. And I think Coldest Night is just one way we're showing that. I remember it was a couple of years ago over at Hercamp Park, and I think it was the, I think it was sort of the the program that you did, kind of the kickoff, or you really explained what the Jeremiah Project was mm-hmm. going to be. And I can't remember, I can't remember the pastor, but one of the downtown pastors said, you know, you laid out the money, and and he got up and said, we've got the money, it's, we've we've got the money. And I'm looking around thinking you do, and then he said, it's in your, it's it's in every one of your wallets. Yeah. And it was a great, it was just a great, <laughs> I mean, it really made it real uh-huh. of we we can do this, yeah. but we can only do this if if you all get involved. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the things, too, that, that I was thinking, you know, when you were talking about bringing in, when I brought me in, one of the things that I do think that Micah has really... Um, tried to do is share stories mm-hmm. and and not just in a like hey look what we're doing but in a like look at how this person is being woven back into because and a lot of the stories I think you're seeing now that we're putting out on Facebook yeah. it's not it's it's not just about look I overcame homelessness it's you have Daniel who uh, drives our moving truck every day you have Andre who helps in our Dahlia garden and drives the bus for the cool weather shelter it's we truly are bringing people back into the fold of what it means to be a part of us and that's Mm. really the story yeah is that is that um is that we're not just intervening in people's lives and then they're moving on and and whatnot it's it's really about making them a part of us and and i think the stories are 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 what have compelled people over the years oh it has and it was funny for for me to see how there's we've 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 talked in a lot of shows about um the Jeremiah Project and with that, and then out of the blue, at least to me, Hesed House comes uh-huh. into play last fall. Yeah, and describing that and hearing those, hearing that story and the people involved that, that are at Hesed House and, and another, you're always doing something. Yeah, there's always something going on. Yeah, and a, a, you know, looking at new ways to do things. Right, and so um, Micah just did its uh, strategic plan and. Kind of the prevent, and we we actually rewrote our mission statement in the process of it, and it was about you know being this community that was building a continuum of compassion for unhoused neighbors. Oh, and, a continuum of compassion, and and really naming and claiming like it's not food, it's not shelter, it's all the things yeah. that it means to meet people where they are. Um, and see, you know, where God is at work in this really hopeless place and finding ways to respond to that. So continuum of compassion is just a language that we've we've put on it that I think speaks to like, you know, at some point, like you could look from afar and be like, like, well, what is it that Micah do it does? And I think some folks are still like stuck in, well, Micah feeds and helps people survive on the street, but we have so far past that. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know that people fully realize the whole continuum 
of support that we have, uh, um, of compassion that we have really built for people. And we continue to see ways whenever there's a gap in what it means to lift people up on the street and help them to live a flourishing life. Those are the kinds of things that we're doing. Yeah, because like the Micah Center over on, on, on Princess mm-hmm. Anne, we used to do shows all on what, what happened there. And, and it still is a busy place. You go by there and there, there are people coming and going, but there's so much more. Right. There's so, like you say, there's so much more to Mike. And I've seen that recently with, with people talking about, yeah, Mike, it does this, does this or that. And it's true, but there's just, you, you just, when, when you did, um, and this again was, was years ago when, when you worked out, uh, when, uh, with, uh, Mary Washington healthcare mm-hmm. and, being able to take care of people who right. had something in the hospital and, and needed a place to go. They're just, as you have seen needs, you've you've popped in and instead of just throwing your hands up, yeah. you've found I mean, a way. I look at all the things we've done over the years as a sort of like incubators for hmm. where we could learn what we needed to learn. And I think um, a lot of the different people that we have uh, come alongside and 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 helped to better circumstances. I think have been our teachers, and and you know, I mean, the respite house came from you know realizing there was a lot of people coming out of the hospital with, you know, their doctor's orders to go home, and they um, didn't have a home, so they yeah. didn't go home, didn't didn't get better, and they'd go back to the hospital, and so you know that partnership came came out of that. One of the things were wrestling with right now on the healthcare is is that um we is that a lot of folks have a hard time plugging into care in the community and um the um so we've got uh dr steiner from Fridays for christian that comes once a week and establishes a primary care relationship and then people bridge to his practice we oh, actually okay. just got a grant that i'm pretty excited about from the governor's right help right now initiative to um, actually bring in some mental health care, to have a counselor that can provide counseling to people quickly while they're trying to plug in. So you're right, Ted. I think we're always listening and trying to find ways that that the needs of the people that we're working with are not being met, and then we go looking for what is the thing that's going to help with that. Yeah, and Jill, this is a great opportunity to again push and talk about if you're a business, and you want to be a sponsor your sponsorship is going to not only show the show the community you're involved with mica but that money that for that sponsorship is going to help fund some of these things so that's why we need some ten thousand (laughs) dollar sponsors for this yeah so if uh if you're a business interested in jumping in on the event and being an event sponsor give us a call uh mica's number 540-479-4116 Ask for me, Jill. I will. I am. I will call you back super quickly. Um, and it's a great way too to let the community know that you support the work that Micah does. I mean, all that stuff that Megan was just talking about. Um, the reason we're able to do those things is because we're we're small enough to be flexible. Hmm. We're we're in it with our neighbors enough to hear their struggles and know on a daily basis like where the needs are. And we're nimble enough to be able to to think of ways to meet those needs. You know, we're not hampered by being a giant organization that doesn't have people in the trenches with our folks. And but all that flexibility um, takes, uh, or all those different ways to meet different needs takes a lot of flexibility, a lot of 
a lot of mental space devoted to thinking how we can fund new innovative things to help serve our neighbors. And um, I, I'll say that like it can get really exhausting sometimes. And coldest night of the year last year was so important for me because sometimes when you're in the work and you're and you're tired, uh, you're not always sure that everybody's there with you. Mm. But like standing at the event with mm-hmm. 550 something people who care about it too, you know, who just came around us, came around our neighbors, and you got, I got to see that how many people also care and want to help and want to find a way to help that made that that said something to me personally and to us Micah as an organization like looking around and seeing us surrounded by a community of support too so coldest night of the year made a difference for us and continues to make a difference for us so that we can walk alongside our neighbors and make a difference for them it's um, Fredericksburg is a really incredible community to be a part of for that reason. Coldest Night of the Year is on the 24th. And again, to find out more information and to sign up. CNOY.com <laughs> slash Fredericksburg. Jill Claire, Megan Cotter here. We'll wrap it up when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Down Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Coldest night of the year is on the 24th. It is in uh, Fredericksburg, downtown Fredericksburg, and we'll, we'll give you all the details in just a second. MicahFredericksburg.org. We have not mentioned that. If you want to find out more about the uh, the work and the good work that Micah is doing in the community, MicahFredericksburg.org. Megan Cotter is here, here along with uh, Jill Clare, again, the 24th. And this is the time to sign up, Jill, and to raise some money. And that's we want you involved, but we also want you to raise money. We want both things. So go on to the website, cnoy.com slash Fredericksburg. That can give you all the detail that you need, and that is where you sign up to participate. We are 12 days out. It is not too late to sign up. In fact, it's the perfect time to sign up. you got a couple of weeks to yeah, there's gather. Plenty of time. Um, so many churches, businesses, community organizations have teams signed up to participate. When you go to that website, you can jump onto an existing team, but you don't have to be on a team in order to participate. You can just sign up as an individual walker. So cnoy.com slash Fredericksburg. When you sign up there, you get a handy dandy little link to a fundraising portal that's easy to use. Anybody who raises $150 gets a beanie on events night. Um, But if you don't raise $150, please still come. (laughs) We want to see you. Right. Uh, We want to see this whole community coming together around this issue. It's a great, it's a great vision to see everybody there. A whole sea of beanies walking down William Street. Yeah. (laughs) It really is something to see. Yeah. And, and, And the fact that Fredericksburg that the uh, coldest night of the year in Fredericksburg was number one last year. 
you're not letting that no, we get gonna, away. We are going to keep that title. <laughs> it's a great title to have, too. There's all kinds of things that you can strive for. That's a great title yeah, to have. Yeah, number one. Number one in the country. It just it shows, Megan, it just really shows a depth of concern. That really is what it's about. Yeah, it, it really does. And we were the number one first year ever fundraising yeah. organization ever yeah. so we broke up we we broke a bunch of records f- yeah. in terms of coldest night we had the most walkers ever for a first year organization yeah. and significantly by far the most money earned yeah yeah i mean and i think like some of the organizations that have been doing it for a decade in canada raise over like two hundred thousand dollars or whatever and so like they're the <laughs> they're the next reach <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So go after the Canadians, right? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna conquer the United States right now. The world, next. <laughs> that's, so, right. Yes. That's, that's the vision. Right. That's right. Again, it is the twenty fourth. You register at uh, Riverfront Park at four. You there's a program at five. You walk at five fifteen. And again, the uh, the coldest night address c n o y dot com slash Fredericksburg. Jill Claire and uh, Megan Cotter, great to have you guys in. We will talk much, much more. There's lots more to talk about, Megan, about other projects, and we'll do that in the months ahead. Thank you. Thanks, Dad. MicahFredericksburg.org, and we'll see you on the 24th, coldest night of the year. That's it. Thanks for listening. See you in the morning. Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck Program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.